And here we go again, uh, back in the studio. With me, as always, Captain Reese. How are you, Captain? Yeah, I'm all right. A bit of, bit of a crazy day yesterday with everything that happened. And West Ham in the Europe. <laughs> Europa. Uh, no, we're, we're only one place to start. And we should um, you know, just say this podcast is recorded um, the morning after Queen Elizabeth II has sadly passed away. And Reese, I guess it's um, time to offer our condolences to not just the royal family, but everybody really, because it's um, the Queen's been a constant in, in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously in our lifetime, we, we haven't seen anybody else at, at the head of the monarchy. So yeah, it's, it's definitely an end of an era and it, it is sad news. I would, um, if you were going to compare the Queen's reign with the football managers, Alex Ferguson, like oh yeah, without doubt, yeah, I think that's probably the, the closest you could you could put it. Yeah, won every honour, uh, endured the, the test of time, and and um, you know she's. I think I saw she oversaw fifteen prime ministers mm-hmm. in her time. First one, Winston Churchill, all the way through to um, Liz Truss, uh, only just a couple of days ago. So. Um, I um, yeah, I think I speak on behalf of all of our our organisation and and everybody really, you know, whether you're a royalist or 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 a mono, you know, you're a big fan of the monarchy. I think it's just a sad day, you know, for for, for all of us. So um, our condolences. I suppose, Reese, um, we, we can move on to sporting matters. And and how do you think this will affect the sporting fixtures this weekend? Um, obviously they've cancelled the games this evening. Yeah, mark of respect. I, I I got a feeling they might keep them on. The, the football. I know the racing's been cancelled, and and that's I feel that's fair because obviously she, the, the queen, Embodied was massively racing, yeah. she lived and breathed the sport. So you know I can understand that. Uh, I think the rugby's about to get cancelled as well. Um, yeah, you'll hear the, the phones going off as we speak. <laughs> the um, the news is coming through thick and fast. Yeah, it feels like. Um, I mean, speaking, you know, purely from a commercial perspective, how how do you cancel the EPL this weekend and the championship with the World Cup mm-hmm. um, fast, fast approaching now and a congested backlog that would be enormous anyway? Um, is there a, an argument to cancel if if you do have two weeks off from football? I'm hearing it might be ten days mm-hmm. um, of the official morning. Um, is there a, a view, Reese, that you might cancel the international breaks and continue domestically then, or is is that not feasible? I don't think it's feasible just purely because we'd be the only the only country that would have the games cancelled in the thing. Um, yeah, good point. It's just more the more I look at it, you look at League One and Two. They they could probably be all right with that time period because those leagues are not stopping during the World Cup. The Championship is stopping, but only for. I want to say three weeks. They come back on the tenth of December. Um, it's just it's only the Premier League that is having a full run of that time scale without any games during the World yeah. Cup. So, Championship probably be all right with it. League One and Two would one hundred percent be fine with it. it. It's the Premier League that's the the big effect that they can't really afford to have any more time cancelled. Yeah, and I, th- I think it comes down to you know. Uh, you know, I, I actually think this weekend might not go ahead. I know mm. you're a bit more confident than it might. And I kind of understand this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think maybe um, if it rolls into next week, I, I think it would be really nice to see an outpouring of celebration at yeah. these grounds. No, that's, rather that's, than, that's, that's what I think, yeah. You know, rather than... I thought West Ham last night when the national anthem was um, mm-hmm. sporadically sung, if you like, throughout the game was mm-hmm. was pretty touching, actually. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I don't know. The, I'm sure the powers that be will will make um, the right right decisions. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree with horse racing. I don't think we'll see that for for, for certainly the next few days. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back into last week's football quickly, Reese. Um, I mean, 
VAR is oh having God. an absolute Reggie Blanco. I, 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 last weekend was horrendous, and when you just thought it couldn't get any worse, it just kept going. It was dreadful. That West Ham decision, I've never been so angry watching a highlight reel and seeing that goal disallowed. Edward Mendy should be absolutely disgraced. It's a disgrace the way that he acted. Fine, play the game, you know, try and do everything you can to win the game. If that ball flew over the bar, he was back on his feet and running to get the ball. But because he didn't, it went in. He just lay on the floor and just rolled about. And Can you blame it? Do you honestly and, blame Mendy though, Reece? Do you know, the funny thing is, I, I think it, it's not a fair way to win a game. I, I, when I play sport, I, I want to be fair. I understand there's a lot of money on the line in these type of games. And there's a lot of pressure when you play for a top six club. But that's not the way to win a game. I've pla- like, I know Sunday league level is not the next level. It's not anywhere near that level. But I've run off of my... I've, I've seen you playing goal. I think you're similar to Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> I've run off my line, won the ball, but clattered the guy. And because I've got straight back up and run off, she gave a foul. I'd rather it be that way then stay on the floor. Like, I got hurt. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely did my knee in. I was out for four weeks after that. But I got back up and ran back in goal because I was like, oh, the goal is the main priority at, at the end of the day. I, I think you're naive, Reese. I, I think it's akin... What Mendy did is is just as um, akin to an outfield player taking mm. a dive. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. I hate diving as well. So that's probably why I absolutely despise it. It shouldn't be a way to gain an advantage in the game. There should be no way of doing I, it. I thought the Newcastle one was worse. I don't. Oh no, I don't agree. I do agree it was bad, but I that that Jared Bowen one really enraged me. Like West Ham, like it. It just again, once again, like it's a top six thing. If that was the other way around, well, I don't know. Leeds were absolutely done mm. at Brentford. That penalty. Yeah. How, how have you not? And how has it not gone to VAR? Mm. I don't know how that didn't go to VAR. This is the thing. The more the more I see it, the ones that are coming up in the argument that should be going to VAR are not, and the ones that shouldn't be going to VAR are going to VAR. I thought the only glimmer of hope for VAR this weekend was, uh, I forget the ref now, Michael Oliver maybe, who went to the screen yeah, and, and over, overruled the, the decision. Because yeah. what going to the screen means is... Vara telling you you, you fucked need, up. Yeah, you need to change it. I think now, that's the problem. They think as soon as they hear they're in the air, it's like, oh, I gotta change it. Because I'll tell you something, the Arsenal goal, Odegaard's mm. um a judge to have fouled uh McTominay yeah, that, maybe. That was, that was ridiculous. If, if that's a foul, yeah, f- forget it. The yeah, game's done. The game's done. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. I was watching it back because I was like, Are they really gonna overturn this? Because that's ridiculous if they are. And then they did it, and I was like, Oh my god. I'm only saying if that was Nottingham Forest that Arsenal had done, that never would have been changed. I, I genuinely think there is this perception with the big six well, that, especially when you look at Arsenal Man United, the big game that it is, they they would overturn it because of the standard of the game. But if that was uh, if that was Arsenal, Nottingham Forest, that goal would have stood him, I think, personally. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I just think what really baffles me is you've got referees reffing on a Saturday mm-hmm. that are then sent, sent to Stockley Park to VAR on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Have an independent panel. Somebody who was a player. Yeah. So, for example, you get... It wouldn't be, but Alan Shearer is one of the guys. Mm-hmm. You get an ex-referee sat in the middle. Mm-hmm. Jeff Winter is another guy. And an ex-manager, Martin O'Neill, sat mm-hmm. next to him. What a difference of opinion. Yeah. 
and, and actually people that understand the ramifications mm-hmm. of what happens if you get it wrong so regularly and not just always looking out for their mate mm. who's reffing in the middle. Actually, I really like that. I think that's a really well, good. That's a really why wouldn't good. Yes, yeah, that's a really an good independent way of doing it. body mm-hmm. of VAR specialists yeah. who have all got a different context as to mm-hmm. if we don't allow that Chelsea goal, what does, sorry that West Ham goal, what does it mean for David Moyes? So Martin O'Neill sat there going, "Listen, lads, that is definitely not a foul." Mm-hmm. You know, and and arguing the case, I think the VAR panel sit there and go, "How do we help our mate Reese?" Yeah, the yeah. No, I, I actually, I think that's that's probably bang on the money. Yeah, I, I think that's the way they do it. It, it you know, without it's been it's their fourth season of VAR, mm. and we're still talking about. I thought the really concerning one as well was um, uh, Hawkeye. Did yeah. you hear about that? No, the, I haven't heard about that. Yeah, Hawkeye there was one. a goal disallowed for um, Huddersfield, I think it was, right, and it was to equalise. Um, and Hawkeye didn't see the ball cross the line. Like, and it went fully it's over the line. It's not the first time it's happened. Not the first it? time it's happened, but it's just the consequences of mm. all these poor decisions. Mm-hmm. I, it's got to change. Would you? I'll put it out there, Reese. Would you scrap VAR altogether? I think seeing the standard of the Premier League, yes. You would? I, I think I, if, if, that, if that ended up in the EFL, which... The more I look at it, the more like don't get me wrong. The refereeing standard is absolutely abysmal in the in the AFL already. How but can it, it be this bad? Still? I, if you can get it, if you get that in in the like, that'll be four or five times a game, let alone four or five times a weekend. That will come up so much that I just think it will destroy the the level of the game. So if it, if the option was to get rid of it and just go back to what we know, then it, so be it. Uh, you know, I I always think now when the joy and i know everybody says this but the joy of celebrating Mm. you celebrate for a second and then you immediately start looking around Mm. don't you oh is it gone it's going to var yeah ridiculous every goal goes to var Mm -hmm. has there been something five minutes ago in the build-up like the odegaard moment Mm -hmm. that was not a foul no it wasn't i don't know why you're going back 40 seconds 40 seconds there's so much jeopardy that can happen I don't know. I just don't know how we get it so wrong yeah. week in, week out. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, let's not detract from from some of the top stories. I mean, Liverpool, um, if we start with the Merseyside derby, I, I, you know, Van Dijk looks devoid of confidence. Trent Alexander-Arnold looks devoid of confidence. Mm-hmm. And then they followed up a, a poor nil-nil at Everton <laughs> um, with what can only be described as an absolute battering mm-hmm. from Napoli. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you I said had, this. Yeah, you did I, say all I, along. I knew. I knew. Yeah. I, I, I had a feeling they were going to collapse, and I, I even backed Napoli in, in the ultimate fan fix. I said Captain Zielinski, and he picked up twenty four points. So with the captain's arm, wow. that's forty eight points. Don't get me wrong. I did not expect him to have the performance that he did. Did you put that, him in your team? As He's well? in my team. Yeah. So He's been quite close to the top. This I year. was. I was about one hundred and forty. Yeah. Not bad. Um, but yeah, I, I, that that game against Napoli was was a complete farce. When you look at Liverpool, the team just don't. We see Alexander Arnold's not even running back. Anymore. Yeah, he, he just don't look interested, which is a serious worry. It says something when the best player in the defence at the moment for the last two games is Joe Gomez. That says an absolute lot. A lot of memes going around it, it, with him being compared to Harry Maguire at the minute <laughs> and about the best player. But you know, like. It, it, is it time to move Alexander Alexander I, I think to a I, I think they need to just go. I think they just need to scare the living hell out of him. Just drop him. I think dropping him might just kick him out. Kick him, kick something out. Like oh wow, okay, I'm not safe. 
I, I think he screams of more of a midfielder now. Mm. If he's if he's decided his legs have gone and he's not tracking back, mm. can his legs have gone? I, I don't know. I was going to say, he's still relatively young. You wouldn't think so. It's it, done I, a lot I, of minutes. Played a lot mm. of minutes for Liverpool. I, I agree with you. Look, it's pathetic to mm. think he can't sustain the pace. I just wonder though. There, there is these, you know, the highlights where he's just jogging back. I, I thought mm. it was unacceptable. Yeah, and no, I agree. Van Dijk looks absolutely. Bang yeah, he just he doesn't look anywhere near the level that he's shown in the last two or three years. Like it just doesn't look the same. Do you think Klopp could get sacked? I want to say no. I think with the amount that he's done for that side, like you look at that team that he started with and look how much he's developed it. I think it would be, it, it would be, if even if he got, I think he's got to have it till at least the end of the year. Like he's done it time and time again. I want to keep saying Liverpool are going to finish outside the top five. But the one year he looked like it was going to happen, they came out of nowhere and got to third. All I would say is, well, World Club Cup winner, Champions League winner mm -hmm. Thomas Tuchel mm. sacked this week. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know owners don't mess about. I just think especially it's especially American ones. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, that's the one thing. But I look at Liverpool; they've always been quite fair to Klopp. They've always given him a fair amount of backing. I think if if they're sitting tenth after Christmas, then maybe plausible. Like it, it, it seems like the seven-year curse has hit him again because it was the same at Dortmund. He completely collapsed after seven years. Just as I, for me, Salah looks like he's he's a spent force. Mm. You got Van Dijk not performing. You got Trent oh. Alexander. Like you said, the strength and depth is mm. gone. You've the, got the, the selling of Mane. The selling of Mane is the biggest mistake they've ever made. But hated Salah. That's you know. that, well. That's the thing. You look at that. You look at that Liverpool attack. The the balance that they had with Mane was right. But now you've got Salah, who's too selfish. You've got Firmino. Nunes, who's too selfish. You've got Firmino, who doesn't even get on the pitch. And then you've got Diaz again, who's too selfish. They're not going to pass the ball. Mm. Mane was always the one that bought the balance that would, if there's a better option to pass it, to get it in the net, I'll do it. But then, yeah, there, there's no balance now. They're all going to go for goal. They're not going to look for the easier option. And that does cause an effect. Interesting times ahead at Anfield. Um, we'll go on to Chelsea. Uh Tuchel gets a 2-1 win over West Ham. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know what I think about it. How has he gone from being one of the best coaches in world football? Mm -hmm. He's won that club of Champions League, a club in a World Cup, all the sort of things that you expect. Um, he's been given the money, I assume, to bring in a Aubameyang. Yeah, the funny thing about it is, looking at, looking at the, the transfers, it seems more about that the board decided what players they wanted it wasn't all down to two shells' decision. The think, only, do you think Ober though? They would have bought Aubameyang in it. it, it the I, think I, I just know that's. That, I think that's a two shell sign. But yeah. the only reason they got him was because two shell was absolutely adamant they didn't want Ronaldo because the board wanted Ronaldo. They could get Ronaldo. Everything was all signed and done, ready to do it. But two shell was just like, I don't want him. I wow. don't want him in the team. I want this person. Which is why they went with Aubameyang. He comes on the pitch, looks awful after one game, and I think that's that was so what, I think I think that's what's got him done. I think that's it. Gone. You said this guy was great. You're gone. That's it. I think genuinely the hope of signing is the deciding factor here. They they massively overreacted to the result in Europe. They'll qualify the, from that group. No, that's the thing. You look at Zagreb's record against some of the teams. Some of the some of the teams in in England. They've beaten West Ham. They beat. I'm sure they've beaten Chelsea. Uh, beaten Tottenham. They've beaten Arsenal. All at home. Yeah. So going to Zagreb is not an easy place to go. It's like Bruges. Like for so many years, Club Bruges against England team, no English team could beat them. 
until championship side Birmingham City went there and won 2-1 in Europa oh. League <laughs> <laughs> oh we're not having this are we <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, teams like Liverpool, um, Man United just did not win in, in at the Bruges Ground in Belgium. It's just one of them. Like these teams, you, is, you see, his stock so high though. Tuchel stock. Where does he mm. walk into? Massive, oh, massive just, job. I think Juventus. I've heard, I've heard Juventus are sniffing around for him at the moment. Already, so he, he, he walked straight in there. Yeah, of course he Not. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I know Graham Potter's now taken the job. I I was thinking about this, Graham Potter. A year ago, had Brighton fans booing him after a mm. result. That's the. It's you look at how much difference he, he went in when Chris Hewton was there. Don't get me wrong, Chris Hewton did a good job. He got them in the league, and he, he kept them up there. Like, but the early problem was every single year they were fighting against relegation. Which, when you've been there for so many years, you want to be a bit more secure and go. Look, we just want to at least Kick a mid-table finish. Yeah. Like, you know, don't want to be in this dilemma every year that. Oh, we could go down. So that's why, like, while it was a controversial second at the time, it was why you could see why they did it because they wanted to kick on. It's fair enough. Clubs have aspirations that they want to they want to meet, and if then the manager's not up to that standard, then fair enough. And they brought Potter in, and the fact that Brighton fans are booing yet they're third, they're third in the league, won four or six games. They're actually the highest scoring UF team card in the game at the moment. Can imagine, yeah. So. The more you look at it, it's like it's just the level of expectation has gone up. They've never played in Europe, so why they're booing is beyond me because they're actually still at a decent level. Potter has done things with that team that some managers can only dream of doing. Well, if you've seen the starting lineup, where they're old clubs, mm. it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. There's not one person that's come from another big top six side. Yeah. It's everything's there's, there's championship players in there, there's players mm-hmm. from. Um, lower leagues in Europe. There's reserve Man City players. Mm-hmm. It's an unbelievable job. Yeah, he's done it. He's done an incredible job. He's just you just look at his record on a whole. That whole thing with Ostersunds in in Sweden is phenomenal. He took the team from the fourth division all the way to the top flight. Won them the Swedish equivalent the FA Cup. Took him into Europe. Got him out of the group stage in in Europa League and beat Arsenal at the Emirates. Does does it though? Uh, you know, money talks, doesn't it? Mm. I, I I think he's he's always said, and it's one thing you can look at the in, in the interviews that his aspirations in management is to take charge of a of a top six club in England. I think the moment that that, that opportunity comes knocking, he was going to go. I, see, I, all I would have said to him if I was his agent was, if you hang out, if Southgate doesn't win the World Cup, you're England manager. Yeah, I, I think in yeah, you know, I, I do think that he would have been phenomenal as England manager. I I do one hundred percent agree with that. He, I just think he would have got it in mm. January. Everyone oh, started the, the rumor yeah. mill started, so it was. This is a case of carry on at Brighton, get the England job in. Uh, but maybe he wants club football. We talked about it. Last yeah, week. he could. Yeah, some managers are happy with, with club football. Maybe the the international stage. I mean, the England job on its own is probably one of the most toxic jobs in football <laughs> as it is. So the expectation is pretty high. <laughs> um, what do you think? Um, I've got to touch on Erling Haaland. He's a machine. An absolute machine. Well, how is he going to get this year? I, I, he could easily get 50 the way he's going in all competitions. It is absolutely ridiculous how many goals he's scored. It, it, it's just the, you know, sometimes you see a couple and you think, oh, it's just right, isn't it? That couple, mm. she's good looking, he's good looking, fair play to them. That's mm. the right couple. That's Man City, Man City and yeah. Haaland, isn't it? It's just, a, you look at like, to, to achieve the level of goals he scored at Dortmund, and I'm not saying Dortmund is a bad team. That's a pretty good team. They always play in the top competitions. Yeah. They're not a bad team. But then you put him with like, 
a team Kevin like Manchester City. Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> De Bruyne's like, on a different... <laughs> do you see the ball he put over at Man City? And he didn't even look. He just knew where he was. That was... I, I literally look at that and go, oh, God, how... how Imagine being Haaland. You would walk into work every day and go, all right, Kevin, <laughs> my best mate. Here's a pack of Harry Bow. Like, they... They're just so in sync, oh, yeah, aren't they? I, it's just crazy. The, the, the amount of time they've had as well, like the, it's only been a couple of months, but they know each other inside out already on the football pitch. It's, uh, it's phenomenal. Gundogan's had an absolutely incredible start to the mm. season as well. Just mm. looks like he's got that simple slip pass in the channel that, mm-hmm. that Haaland loves. Yeah. Grealish came on, obviously, well, started in midweek in Europe, mm-hmm. um, looked good. I thought, I, th- I feel, I don't know where he's going. We've spoke about it before, but slept one through as well into that channel ball. Phil Foden's making chances. Mm-hmm. It is scary. Yeah. I like that um, That Alvarez on the bench. Yeah. It, don't get me wrong. Any other Premier League team, he'd start. Obviously, in Man City, he wouldn't. Quite cheap but, as well. 16 yeah, odd million. Yeah, not much at all. It was a little bit, shrewd bit of business. Yeah. And it'll, it'll easily just come on. If you need. You know, they're freeing a lot. He'll come on, he'll find a work, he'll get a goal. He, he looks comfortable. Do they win the do they win the Champions League this year? I don't know. Go I, on, who's better? But I I don't think there's a better team. I just think knockout football is not Pep's strong point. He's no, yeah. Some of some some of you look at well that's the thing. Leon were nowhere near that Man City team, yet they found a way of getting them out of the competition. I think this is a different Man City. I think I think it's going to be it's going to be tough to beat them. Don't get me wrong, but you know it, it's I still find it crazy that they're finding ways to go two 0 down and yet still win the game. Apart from Aston Villa, apart from Aston Villa, yeah, uh, I, I thought Villa. I didn't, I, see, I didn't see that coming. The last the last ten minutes of that game, I thought Villa were going to nick some. They looked up for it. And you know, he changed the game, don't he? Yeah, Ashley Young. Ashley Young. I just rolling back the years. Yeah. <laughs> Just thought it was really but funny. He just looks comfortable back. He just—I think he's probably in a in a, in an environment where, I mean, I rem, I'm I'm I remember Ashley Young the first time around at, at Aston Villa, and you know the United picked him up for. You look at it now, quite a bargain, seven or eight mil. Yeah, not a lot. Um, and he, he he played a big part in that United team. Was there for for over a decade. He's come back to Villa, and he, he looks comfortable. Looks the same age as well. When yeah, you look yeah, at him. yeah. Doesn't look <laughs> yeah, any different, yeah. does he? Um, oh, uh, Southampton away at Wolves. How unlucky was Southampton? They they did everything but score. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he's under pressure yet? Hassenhutl. Hassenhutl. Uh, no, I think I think when you've lost nine 0 twice and you're not in trouble, you know I, you're I, okay. I, I think I think you've got to get relegated to get sacked. Hassenhutl is quite well liked by by the fan base because he does quite a lot for the fan base. Did you hear what he did first game in at Southampton? Did he? No, gone. He bought everybody a beer. He gave. He bought. He bought everybody a beer. In the stadium? In the stadium. So in the ticket, he says, I want everybody it's to genius, come. That, and he went, first beer's on me. Just show your ticket, get a beer for free. That is class. <laughs> you know, like your PR team sit down and go, how do we get a load of football fans to like, uh, to like you? Just buy a beer. Buy them a pint. <laughs> <laughs> that is real 101. Um, Wolves are, are, I mean, let a few players go. Mm-hmm. Um it's always sort of this Portuguese contingent. Yeah. I mean, it feels to me like they're pretty reliant on the likes of Neves mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I watch them and I think, wow, this is a really good, they little, play really good, really good little unit. They, they play really nice football. They just seem to struggle. They've, they just seem to struggle to score at times. But with the news of Diego Costa. Permit's now been approved. Yeah, so he'll likely be 
there soon. He'll add a bit of bite to their mm. attack, I guess. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was but, pleased you got that. Um, he's, um, yeah, I, I, the keeper they've got, that Jose. Yeah, so Jose, Sar, I agree with you. He's um, he's an unbelievable keeper. and, and a, Is he a Spanish mm. national? Yes, Sorry. I think he is, yeah. Spain or Portugal? Hey, it's uh, a good question, actually. I think he's Portuguese. I do think he's Portuguese, yeah. Yeah, it's a good question, actually. Um, um, I suppose then we were, um, just so the listeners know, that the last one of our recordings just stopped. So we <laughs> waffled on for about five minutes so without <laughs> going back to it. Um, we were just talking about Ivan Tony, weren't we? And, mm-hmm. and the fact his um, performance against Leeds was pretty much unbelievable. Um, three great goals the free kick but then the chip the composure on the chip was was um, oh, his chip was yeah it, it was literally watching it back it was like, oh my god has he actually got the audacity to do that and it was like oh it was such a good finish such a good finish uh, and talking about him as a potential england number nine feels like if there's any fairness out there mm-hmm. he gets in the squad you'd, you'd think so yeah you, you've got to look at who's coming out so Ollie Watkins has had a few call-ups in recent times. You'd expect him to, 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 especially with the start he's had, you'd expect switcheroo, basically. Tony in, Watkins out. Yeah, looks. I think he looks an aggressive, mean mm. striker, Tony. Mm. Whereas Watkins looks a bit sort of nice and mm. like, uh, fleshy, is all I'd yeah, say. Yeah, t- Tony's a proper shithouse. Like, yeah. you, you quite like that player who... Won't take no shit, and I I absolutely love Ivan Tony because he took the piss out of the Villa fans. I'm all for it. Like that's that you know. He's got a much more sensible haircut these <laughs> days as well. Um, anything else from last weekend that took you took your eye? Um, um, Newcastle drew with Palace. They were unlucky, as we know, with the VAR. Yeah, the VAR was Eddie Howe's doing a good job there. I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, uh, the players that he's now been able to brought, bring in that Isaac. I, I can't wait to see him get going. He was he was decent for Sociedad, and he's only young. I think he's only 23. So, you know, for the money they paid for him with the, the ability that he's clearly got, he could well be a, a, a great 20-goal-a-season striker up front for them. Yeah, um, he's got a great new song that they've um, they've just started singing, the Newcastle fans. But the, the best um, fan-led song this weekend has to go to Leeds, doesn't it? Uh, they've got a new f- chant about, and it's Adele's American Boy for their striker that they bought from Salzburg, I think it was. Um, we will, we'll have to clip in, uh, Reese. when you're on the garage band uh, editing this together, maybe clip in uh, the, the Leeds fans. It's a brilliant song. Uh, I think it even made Radio 1 this week. Greg James was talking about it. Um, looking forward to this week then, um, Reese. Let, let's assume that football is off on Friday, but we're, we're sort of looking at the Saturday fixtures. Mm-hmm. This is why people get despondent with, with Sky TV, isn't it? Two Saturday fixtures, um, and one of them, sorry, at three o'clock this is, and one of them, Brighton Palace, um, called off. Mm-hmm. This Saturday, we have one 3pm EPL fixture. Is it really? Yeah, it, it's right. That's crazy. Is that it? Yeah, so so you got twelve thirty Man City Wolves at Wolves, then three o'clock Brighton Palace postponed. Then you've got three o'clock Newcastle Bournemouth that goes ahead, and then you've got the five thirty Spurs Leicester. How can you have one three p.m. game on a Saturday? Yeah, you can't. That's criminal. What what do they care about English fans and our football? It's just literally because of the TV blackout. That's it. Well, let's it's go the, the, to Sunday. Let's go to Sunday. You've got a full roster. Brentford, Arsenal, Everton, West Ham, Man United, Leeds, Chelsea, Liverpool. Starting from 2pm all the way through to Super Sunday at 4.30. Like, all I'm saying is it's Saturday. Yeah. It's 3pm. 
We've got Newcastle ball. I'm guessing some of those Sunday games are only because of the Europa League. Um, but Chelsea-Liverpool would probably be a Wednesday night game, Tuesday night game in the Champions League. That should be Saturday. I just, I just think it's absolutely yeah, tosh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tosh. Um, so we'll go through the Saturday lineup. Wolves versus Man City. Um, I, I just don't know. It's just an away win, isn't it? How many does he get? I thought Man City were playing Spurs this weekend. 17th? It's, uh, is it 10th? Oh, we, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I've gone mad, haven't I? Take it all back. There's loads of three o'clock <laughs> right. we'll push. We'll push that argument back to next week then. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> save that one. I've had an absolute nightmare. It's the 10th of September. I, 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 we could always try and blag that and say we think this weekend's are getting postponed. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's go through the let's go through the lineup. Shit, it's bad. It's unprofessional. The wrong lineups. Um, Fulham Chelsea, the the rich uh, the the battle of the Kings Road. I think there's an upset in that game. No chance. I think Fulham are going to beat Chelsea this weekend. I, I look, the way that I look at it is the, the season I always remember is when um, when Chelsea let Ray Wilkins go as their assistant coach. God rest his soul. Um, they lost three 0 to Sunderland the same the game after, and then they lost one 0 to Birmingham City the week after. I think there's a potential for an upset here. Chelsea don't seem to to completely settle when they've they've let a manager go. It seems to all go a bit wrong. I think that Fulham, whether it be a draw or a win, I think Fulham are going to get some out of this because I think Fulham has been massively underestimated this year. Well, not anymore. Mitrovic is uh, oh, on he's, he's a phenomenal. lot of people's ultimate fan teams. Yeah. Mitrovic now yeah. makes makes the the lineup. You don't think that new manager syndrome goes in? Will Will Potter be on the bench? Do you think? Like, will he will he lead the side? I, I think he'll be. I don't think he'll be in the bench. I think he'll be in the the executive box until until the midweek game in the Champions League. Yeah, you don't. It's one of them. Do you want your record mm-hmm. to start when you've only been in there for forty-eight hours? Yeah, I'd always, I'd always say that. No, give me a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, Bournemouth, Brighton, Battle of the Seasides. Yeah, it should be. Str- I think Brighton. Uh, if you've seen all the backroom staff that have left from Brighton, they've lost the majority oh, like, of it. Like even Bruno, who's a club legend for Brighton, has gone to Chelsea. I think Brighton are now, it's now alarm bells ringing. They need to get this sorted quick. And Bournemouth will absolutely have their pomp up mm-hmm. after that. I was going to say, you'd be absolutely buzzing after a comeback win like that. So you'd think Bournemouth could get something out of it. But Brighton have played so well this year. Does it continue? It's just the argument. It's was it. This is where you'll find out, was it the manager? I can tell you something about that fixture. That's got the most Tim Pot set of fans, hasn't it? Brighton, Bournemouth. It, it, yeah, tepid. Yeah, it, it, it's half and half scarves it, everywhere. It, it don't make sense. I, I it, it's. I, funnily enough, somebody mentioned to me that um, she used to go watch football in Brighton quite a lot, and it was quite. She went, quite enjoyed it, and then she was like, "I went to watch Villa and realised how rough football is." I was there you like, go. "Well, yeah, because we care about it a lot more up here." Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. Um, talking about the Midlands, a uh, nice segue into Leicester versus Villa. Brendan Rodgers has to be under pressure if you heard that if, if the rumors of his contract is true i don't think he is if you see how much they've got to pay him out to get rid of him we're talking 20 million quid here oh lovely jubbly going nowhere. i don't think they'll get rid of if they've not spent in the window they ain't gonna get rid of him letting schmeichel go that was a big mistake i feel that's a big mistake and not replace him like don't get me wrong i like danny ward but he is a backup keeper Liverpool Wolves, this is where I think there'll be an upset. 
you know what? I couldn't argue with that. I, I genuinely couldn't argue with that. I think Wolves could actually get something out of it. Wolves seem to have this thing against the big six where they seem to just churn out a draw away or you know, maybe nick a win here and there. They could beat Liverpool. They've got quite a good record against Liverpool in recent years. Um, Southampton, Brentford. Yeah, Brentford. I'm going to go with Brentford. Brentford are flying at the moment. Southampton are good at home. I will give them that. They did beat Chelsea at home. Um, I think Brentford should do the business there. Um, and then finally, into, and we're going to come back and we're going to recap these in a second for the listeners. I know you all like to put uh, Reese's Acker on. Um, game of the day, Man City Spurs. You love Spurs. I do love Spurs. The record, if you look at the record though, I'm sure Manchester City have only beaten Spurs once in the last seven goes. So Spurs, if you want the ultimate bogey team for Manchester City in the moment, it's Spurs. I think Spurs, I don't think maybe it's Spurs probably won't win it, but they might get a draw out of it. Right. We're going to have to, we're going to have to recap. Fulham, Chelsea. I'll go, go Fulham win. Bournemouth, Brighton. I'll go Bournemouth. Leicester Villa. Draw. Liverpool Wolves. We'll go draw there as well. Southampton, Brentford. Brentford. City Spurs. Draw. Couldn't argue with that. That for a pound, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I, get, I, I, get am, I, am, I am quite intrigued by the price of that now. Um, just quickly into the Sunday games. Um, Arsenal, everyone's favourite um, club this season, it seems. They take on out Everton. See that as a quite a simple home win? Yeah, you'd expect it. Expect that to be straightforward, but as Arsenal normally do, they'll probably go 1-0 down and win it 3-1. So, Yeah. West Ham, Newcastle? That's quite a tight game, especially with the way that West Ham played last week. Um, it could probably be, I'd think that'd probably be a draw as well. And then we're getting to my banker of the weekend. This is absolutely nailed on at 12-5. to 5, Palace to beat Man oh. I really like Crystal Palace. No, I, I really like Crystal Palace as well, but the complete, I know Man City are another level, but that complete crumble to go 2 0 up and go to completely blow it in the way they did has, has knocked a bit of confidence out of it for me. Manchester United at the moment just seems to have switched. I don't know what's happened. Ten Hag just seems to have hit the nail on the head and everything just seems to be flying at the moment. Well, Marcus Rashford looks a different player. I'll give him that. Jordan Sancho mm. starting to have a bit of form. He's um, still not there, Jordan Sancho. No, no, Mark, Marcus Rashford is back. That that's it. Yeah. Like that's the he's he's fully back. I I I am. The, the only thing with United, obviously, was last night was disappointing. I um, think Palace beat them, and I think they beat them two or three. Mm. I really do. I, I really like that Palace side. Eze, I, I, I think, I, is class. I, no, Eze, don't get me I, wrong. And I like me. Anderson <laughs> in the back. I think he could play a much better level. He'd be perfect to Man U for me. <laughs> If you heard me and Max talk about Eze, you, you could sit there. We could sit there for two or three hours a day talking about Eze because he's just that good. I agree. He's just that good. Him and Zaha, that partnership together is phenomenal. But I think Manchester United are going to beat him this weekend. Uh, I've got to I've got to go shortly because I've got an, a meeting to get to um, in like forty five minutes across town. So let's just jump into one or two points, Reese, that you've got quickly before we wrap her up. Joshua Fury. Yeah, I love this. Love the fact that Joshua has accepted the 60-40. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I, I'm, I'm so glad that he's done that. Yeah. Um, big props to Fury to put in 60-40. Yeah, yeah. It would have easily said 80-20. Easily, But yeah. then I love the fact he said, I'll fight you at Old Trafford at this date. If you don't want that date, I'll fight you at Wembley at that date. Mm. And if you don't want that date, I've also put, booked Cardiff in that date. Pick one, your big dosser. <laughs> love it. Uh, just, it's going to be a sparring session for Fury. Oh, you think Fury win it? Easy. Down. Yeah. He yeah. won't knock him out, no. but he'll, he'll just batter him round the ring. 12 rounds. 
easy, unanimous decision, go home. That's yeah, it. love that. Uh, totally agree. Can't wait for it. Hope it happens around Christmas. I think mm-hmm. it'll be a real good pick-me-up for what's going to be a tough winter for a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, really hope that happens. NFL return last night. Oh, I, I, have you seen the memes? <laughs> I, I, the thing I love about NFL is just the memes that are coming out. I've got to show you this one mm-hmm. quickly that I sent to Josh last night. Have a look at that. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm so excited for the NFL. Uh, the game last night was great. Um, I haven't seen it yet. So the Bills look phenomenal. Well, did you see every TV pundit uh, put the Bills? So the, the, the who they for the Super Bowl? I mean, oh yeah, uh, yeah. For every team outside like differ for who they'd mm-hmm. beat in the Super Bowl, ranging from the Rams all the way through to the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. etc. But everybody, nine TV pundits on ESPN put the Bills. The first time it's happened. The Bills look phenomenal. Josh Allen looks on another level at the moment. There was a couple of interceptions, but they were just like little blips. But the rest of the game, his, his, his rushing was phenomenal. His throwing was next level. His partnership he's got with his three wide receivers is next level. The defence, my God, they made Matthew Stafford look bang average. He threw three interceptions and kept getting sacked. That bringing it, Von Miller into that defense was the best thing they've ever done. Does it make your mind up that the Bills are the Super Bowl champions? I, I think Bills win it. I've I said it. I've said it you a did, couple. Yeah. Where I think Bills win it. If Bills don't win it, it'd be a travesty. The team is phenomenal. This weekend, no. I can't wait for it. I am waiting for upset after upset after upset this weekend. I'm going to go with the Giants. Are going to do something. I'm going with the Jags. Me and you have got the worst two teams in the NFL. So I really hope this weekend the Jags gets off to a flyer mm-hmm. and the Giants. Um, anything else on your list, Reese? Uh, I'll touch on Hamilton in the F1. Um, he, he looks like he's falling out of favour at, at Mercedes, which is George Russell is racing him off the park at the moment. Yeah. I don't see. I'm not mad on F1. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the replay of the the Dutch and uh, yeah, the, just the highlights. Mm-hmm. Verstappen looks. Ah, oh, the car's next level. You can't. Nobody can get anywhere near that Red Bull at the moment. If you could be one F1 driver, which one would you be? Like in in the grid right now. Yeah. Oh. See, you, you either want to be history because I love Fernando Alonso. I think he's one of the most underrated drivers going. Yeah. I I'd love to have seen how Fernando Alonso won in that Renault. 20 years ago like 15 20 years ago because she never have won a championship in that car um or i'd be vettel even though he's in a shit car he's right 19th now 19th on the yeah, grid but he's just loving life just loves driving it doesn't care he's won every he's won he's a four-time world champion he's raced for all the good teams bar mercedes he, he don't care he just loves driving around it he's just enjoying it i'd be that charles Leclerc. i don't know the pressure the pressure Charles Leclerc has on him to be uh, the Ferrari's next big thing. and You get a free Ferrari whenever you want it. True. Pretty good looking lad. Yeah. Lives out in Monaco. Got a boat. That's that's right. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, I... I, I don't I, know how good I'd be on the track, <laughs> but I tell you what, I'd enjoy life outside of it. Ooh. Aye, aye, aye. Um, you, you see, you think Hamilton might get the... He couldn't get the boot. I don't think he'll get the boot. I just think he's not... It's he was when when uh, when but when he was Bottas was there and Rosberg was there he was very clearly number one. He doesn't look as clear anymore. I think the white Russell is. I've always rated Russell. He was fantastic in F two. In a Williams, he pushed that car to the absolute limit. Even though it was a piece of shit, he pushed it to the absolute limit. He finished. I know it was only three laps, but he still technically finished seconds in a Williams. Second in a Williams. 
which is a phenomenal achievement on its own. I I I just think George Russell next year will be number one priority top dog. Love it. Great place to leave it. Sorry, everybody, I've got to run. Um, but uh, been fascinating as always. Uh, I think we might do a double header next week. We've got some um, some more interesting stuff to talk about around Ultimate Fan. Um, so uh, I shall uh, wish you a good weekend. If football is on, great. And if it's not, um, have fun with whatever you're doing. Thanks again, Captain Reese, for joining us. <laughs> and enjoy the NFL this weekend. Oh, will do.